morning. So this morning, I want to talk about how to transition when you feel stuck. How to transition when you feel stuck. So if you've not felt stuck before, it's obvious you're no human. Praise God. It's, if you've not felt stuck before, it's obvious you're no human. One of the great stories in the Bible, one of the great stories in the Bible, it's the story of David at Ziglag. The Bible says for David, he really, really felt stuck because, you know, David was in between a promise. Just imagine, God had told David you would be the king, but David was leaving as a fugitive. It was a horrible experience. So he was even living in this small place. And in that small place, he was invaded. David just went, I can see, I can take it again. And I know what it means. Do you know what it means when you're trying to increase your business and do so well? And you know, um, and you lost your job, but at least you had the side also, you focus on the side also, and just a month or two after focus on the side also, the side also went down the drain. You're like, I can't take this again, this is too much for me. That was exactly how. David felt. He, he, he was exhausted. So there are people that, you know, you know, the doctor said, this is the reason why I can't have a child. And they're able to overcome. They did a fibroid operation. And as soon as they did the fibroid operation, they said, well, there's something else that we discovered. And they're like, it's exhausting. What exhausts people and makes them feel stuck is not just one problem. Most of the time, it's the fact that the problem is back to back to back to back. It's when you feel stuck. You just feel stuck. Some of you, the reason why you feel stuck is that you know what to do for your next level, but it really seems as if all the factors of what you need to do are out of your control. Sometimes you feel stuck because you are in a state and you're trying to make critical advancement, but your space is like that of a tortoise. You know, you just really mean speed. And what does the Bible say on how you feel stuck? And let me say something to you. This is going to really change your life today. Because one of the things I'm going to delve in is this. I'm going to talk about something very powerful. With all the prayer, why is the change not commensurate? With all the prayers, why is the change not commensurate? I'm the transformation pastor. That's what I focus my life on. To teach people how to move from one level to another level and experience the fullness of God's blessings. So, let's read John chapter 11. John chapter 11. We're going to start with that. John chapter 11. And if the fitness message will bless someone, especially those of you watching online, I want to get, you know, I want to really, I want to really, pro, I want to really get, um, you can go on social media and invite someone and all of you in the physical church. You can also go ahead and do that for someone and just really, really invite them to join. Because the good thing is this, they are not limited to a physical experience. They can watch this service. Glory to God. All right. So someone say hallelujah. No, 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 no. You didn't say hallelujah. Someone say Hallelujah. All right, all, all, all those watching on the center say hallelujah. Exactly, those at home say the same thing. All right, so John chapter 11, and I want to read from verse, I think from verse 30 now. It's a long reading, but I'm going to jump to verse 30. Yes, uh-huh. the Bible says this. So remember, before this time, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus had the relationship with Jesus. So in our, in our own words, we'll say they are born again. That's how, that's how we'll call it. They have relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, the second thing that really happened to them was this. They had the relationship with Jesus. And with their relationship with Jesus, you know, um, Lazarus got sick and they asked Jesus Christ to come. The challenge was this. When they asked Jesus to come, Jesus did not, Jesus did not come when he was asked to come. Jesus Christ came some days later. He came some days later. So when Jesus came some days later, Lazarus was dead. The Bible says, as a matter of fact, Lazarus was there four days. 
if you understand anything about death, decomp- um, the, the body breaking down and start decomposition starts on the third day. So the body will have stay smelling. So, um, so the, brother, the, the, sister of, um, the sister of Lazarus said, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. Have you ever felt in your life that, Lord, if you came just on time, I would never have had to weep? He said, if you have been here, Lord, if you have been here, I would have not lost the job. I would have not lost the money. I would have not lost my relationship. I would have not lost my child. I would have not gotten married. He says, if you have been here. So, and when he said that, I thought Jesus was going to apologize and say, I'm so sorry. Just Christ said, you don't understand. I came right on time. That's something that only God says. He says, I came right on time. Listen to me. It's human being that really thinks that a situation is unredeemable. God never thinks that way. Because before you got into it, God saw what you were get into. And when you are into it, he sees it. And he knows exactly the place to intercept. But human beings, because we are limited in knowledge, we always feel as if, if God doesn't do it at this moment with this method, then it's done. Jesus Christ said, I came right on time. Tell yourself, he's coming right on time for me. One of the things you need to learn as a Christian is this, the beauty of God's timing. The Bible says, in his time, he makes all things beautiful. God's delay is not denial. I know you're praying for a child, but God's delay is not denial. I know you want to get married, but God's delay is not denial. I know you want some great finances, but delay is not denial. So eventually he showed up. And this is what most of us do. This is what we do. And this is why, I'll show you something. This is why... We eventually miss the miracle. Because eventually Jesus shows up in what you're praying about. And you know the thing? When he shows up, he says, it's too late now. I'm 40. Who will marry me? You say, you're not saying it's too late now. I've lost the contract. Why do I need the funds? But God is, see, it's amazing because eventually he shows up. So eventually he shows up to Mary and Martha. And when he shows up to them, he said to them, he said, okay, let's get this done. <laughs> Martha said, sir. He's dead. He said, no, he's dead. And just because I'm the resurrection and the life. Listen, when he said, I am the resurrection and the life, what did Mary and Martha say? They said that, let's say, we know that he will resurrect on the last day. He said, I'm not talking. Because in their hearts, they are totally giving up. Then Jesus Christ said something very powerful to them. And he said to them, if you would believe all things, you will see the glory of God. That's what he said. He says, if thou wouldest believe, he says, I know that it seems impossible, but if you make up your mind and open your mind to believe in, he says, you will see the glory of God. Because what happens is this, by the time God eventually in his own time steps in, most of the ladies have said, I can't get married. Most of the guys say, there's no great person to marry. Most of the people say, the contract is all gone. Some people say, I've lost the job. And God said, you don't understand. From where you are, you may not see the way. But if you believe, he said, all things are possible, sir. The challenge is this. The, this is the challenge. We look in a humanistic way and be like, oh, no, 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 it's done. God says, listen to me. Where there is no way, I make way in the wilderness. Rivers in the desert. You say, they say the school admission is closed. That's what they said. One of the testimonies from Next Level that shocked me. And this shocked me because this is a relative of mine that attends Next Level. He struggled from birth with epilepsy. And, you know, one of the times he told me, he said, I believe I'm healed. I said, okay. He said, so what did he say? He said, I believe I'm healed. So I stopped taking my drug. He said, the next day I had a seizure. Because the kind of epilepsy case, it was severe. 
if he doesn't take his medication, two or three medications in a day, he was going to have a seizure that day. And I said, you know what? I said, just hold on and, um, and, and let's pray. Let, let's just believe the Lord some more. So one day we had the service. He called me after the service. He said, you really gave a word about someone that had seizure and epilepsy. I believe that God spoke to me that it's me. I said, well, he said but I'm afraid if I take my drugs, I'll have a seizure again. I said, this is what we're going to do. I said, I said, reduce the dosage, but stay in a way that stay away from public areas because I don't want to be embarrassed with it. I said, stay away from public areas. So he did it. So he reduced his dosage. He went to two, reduced his dosage. Then nothing happened to him. Normally when he reduces the dosage, he has seizures. Then he did it for months, like a month. Then he went to one, then nothing happened to him. Then last week he texted me, he said, just for you to know, he said, I knew if I discussed this with you, you told me to slow down. He said, this is one full week. I've been without any medication at all. And two months with extremely low dosage and I have not had seizures. Do you know epilepsy cannot be cured? It can only be managed. But what about if he gave up the first time he tried? The thing is this, people, many Christians are chicken livered. They don't know how to fight for their miracle. They're praying for a job. If it doesn't happen in one month, they say, God doesn't want me to have it. They're praying for a child. They get pregnant and lose it. God doesn't want me to have it. Don't be that person. Someone sent me, someone sent me a message and said, you know, I was praying for a child and I had a miscarriage after two months. I said, I'm so broken down. I said, do you think God makes mistake? If he did this one, he would do it again. Don't behave as if your mistake, your miracle was a fluke. Your testimony is not a fluke, sir. The Bible says, I did dog the well, they filled it. He dug another one, they filled it. He says, you don't understand, we don't give up here. It's consistent. We are blessed, we are not lucky. Lucky means it's a function of probability. Blessed is a work of consistency. So, if the business fails and God has spoken to you, dig the well again, sir. Hey, they don't call you back. Dig the well again. Not everything that happens is just throwing the tower. Bible says in Ephesians 2 6, he says, Haven't done all to stand. You are fighting for that immigration paper, fighting to get married, fighting. He said, Haven't done all. He says, Stand, sir. Sometimes all you have to do in faith is just to remain there and show up. Every day you show up in faith. I believe I received my child. Every day you show up, I believe for that hundred million. Every day you show up, I believe for my first one million dollars. Every day you show up, I believe I received the house. Every day you show up, that's all you have to do. So the first thing is this. People that feel stuck, they give up. Most of the time. I'm not saying every time. Maybe a matter we're hurt. Watch this now. Three things you must know. Maybe a matter we're hurt about what we're going through. They had the desire for their product to come back. But the step they had to take, and let me show you this. <laughs> oh, somebody say hallelujah. Hey, hey, hey. Mark chapter, John chapter, John chapter 11 verse 23. And Jesus said to Martha, thy brother shall rise again. And what did Martha say? Martha said unto him, I know he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Because that's the work of wrong mindset. You know why wrong mindset is terrible? Because when you even receive revelation, and I need to make sure those online are hearing me very clearly. I need someone to help me find that out, please. I need someone to give me that feedback. You know, it, so he said this very powerfully. He said, I need to be loud and clear, please. He says this. He says, your brother should rise again. When you have a wrong mindset and you receive, you receive revelation, you will interpret the revelation to align with your negative mindsets. They will be talking A, B, C. Then you will just say, no, no, no. That means E, F, J. 
Because you interpret things not the way the word, because your minds ate it. And that's how we're going to focus in the major part of this message. He, so God says, don't worry, I've sorted that you're married. You say, ah, yes, I've sorted it out by giving me the patience not to be married. So not to be married. You, that's what you say. God said, I've, you are blessed with a child. You say, yes, that means I'm going to have an adoption. You know, that, you just, you, you, that's just what you interpret it. Jesus Christ said, I know you will rise again. Then he says this. And Martha said unto him, I know you shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Verse 25. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Take note, when Jesus was at the place of death, what did he do? He spoke life. He says, I am. Not I am the light of the world. I am the resurrection and the life. What did he say? He that believeth on me, though he was dead, shall live again. And it says, um, and whosoever liveth, believeth on me, shall never die. And, you know, then I just want to jump a little. Verse, verse um, maybe verse 38. So he explained that. He explained that. So he says, where have you laid Lazarus? You know, the problem is this. The reason, it was not saying matter and Mary were evil. They just, their mind could not just conceive how God could turn a stock life. Something that is finished and turn it around. And that's where a lot of people are. You just, you don't know how God can turn something, a stock finance, a stock career, how to turn it around. So, he says, show me where you've laid in. And we showed him, verse 38. Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, because he just had cried in verse 35, came to the grave. And it was a cave. And a stone was laid there. And Jesus said to him, take ye away the stone. So because the way the, the, way the cemeteries are those days, there's always a big stone. Not like a door, it's a big stone. Just before each of the, um, of, of the cemeteries. And Martha and the sister of him. Where, where's, where, you have my stuff? That's it, thank you. Just hold on. He says, you can set it up. Yeah. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said, I want to touch Lazarus, but there's something you have to do. Take away the stone. Then they began to explain why they should not take away the stone. God says, I want to touch your finances, but you have to take away the stone. You begin to explain why the stone should not be taken away. God says, I want to give you marriage. He said, take away the stone. You begin to explain why the stone shall not be taken away. God says, I want to bless your business. Take away the stone. You begin to explain why the stone should not be taken away. What is the stone? The stone is a belief system mentality that God has to remove first before he can touch you. That's what the stone is. He said, take away the stone. So, he wants to get you married. God says, change this way you think. You say, God, how can you such a change? At 40, will marry me. Ah, let's be realistic. Who succeeds in Nigeria? You can get a stone. He said, who succeeds in Nigeria? Ah, let's be realistic. Who succeeds in Nigeria? Ah, I'm an immigrant in Canada. I'm an immigrant in, um, in the UK. With this, my status, what can happen? Look at how my children are doing. Look at my children. Look at what is going on there. God says, take away the stone. You know why? God will not take the stone away for you. He said, you must take away the stone. The question is this. The thing you are asked, and this is why people pray and pray and pray and pray and nothing happens. Because when they pray and God steps into that situation, and there's something they have to take away. Instead of them to take it away, they intensify the prayer. And there's no amount of fasting and prayer that can cancel obedience. The Bible says that to obey is better than the sacrifice. He said to obey is better than sacrifice. Sometimes you're going through a top marriage and God says, watch the way you talk. 
You say, he's of you to watch it through intensified prayer. And God said, take away the stone. God says, remove this entrepreneurial fear you have. Take away the stone. You refuse to do it. And let me tell you something. Why don't people take away the stone? Two reasons. Because most of the time, the stone is a place, is a mental place of safety and pleasure for them. Because taking away the stone. So, why didn't they want to take it away? It was a belief system. The reason why is that if I take away the stone, they will see Lazarus' dead body. It will reignite some kind of pain within them. So, to, to what? To stay away from pain. They say, don't let us touch it. Some ladies are here to stay away from this breakup they've had. I don't want to touch this thing again. Some entrepreneurs are here. I don't want to do big things again because after I lost the first hundred million, see where I am. I, you see, so, the fear... There was that fear. I, I, I don't want to touch it. Most of the time when people don't take away the stone, when people have an explanation, a mentality, that they step away from, you know what it is? The reason why they do that is very simple. Because there's a fear. There is a pain they are willing to avoid. Just Christ said, you don't understand how this works. If my power is going to break through. <laughs> I've seen people looking for children. They say, join the prayer. They say, I'm tired. And God said, that's the thing. You can't see. The joy of the Lord is your strength. In the kingdom of God, we receive with joy. You must take away the tiredness. That emotional tiredness. We are fasting out the next three days. Don't say, I can't come and kill myself. All the fast I've done, all will happen. Because emotionally, they're exhausted. God says, for you to see my manifestation of my power, remove the stone. Question. What stone do you have to remove so that Jesus Christ can speak to the problem? That's the question. What stone do you have to remove so that Jesus can speak to the problem? He said, take away the stone. They began to explain. They say, sir, don't you understand the economy? Don't you understand how men are? Look at my medical situation. There's no funding. Oil prices down. Dollar is very high. And this, he said, take away the stone, sir. And listen, until they took away the stone, Jesus Christ stood at the tomb I was looking. Are you not the one keeping Jesus Christ standing there when he should be talking? They were explaining. He said, that's fine. Explain to tomorrow. He stood there. He stood there. He would not enter. Jesus could have asked someone to take away the stone. He says, this is the way it works. There are some mentality. You must move yourself. So today, when I talk about how to be on stock, I'm saying to you that there are some things you must move yourself. And let me tell you something. If you want to be sincere, not just you, every one of us, including me, have issues in our life, areas we need to take away the stone so our God can speak to it. The stone can be a pain, so it can be a mentality, it can be an emotional, it can be an emotional hurt, it can be a wrong belief system. That's why you just put it there by the side. Thank you. Yeah. What is, whatever it is. Hallelujah. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. The Bible says this. He said, and Jesus said to them, so let verse 8. And Jesus said, Take care with the stone. Martha, the sister of John, said he was dead. <laughs> you began to tell him what you knew. He said, he, sir, he's dead. We know that before now. He said, take away the mentality that nobody can marry you. He said, ah, where are the men? Ah, <laughs> we know. He said, where's the funding? We know. But I've been praying. We know. And he said to him, he explained further. He said, by this time, he's thinking for four days. And Jesus said, this is what Jesus Christ said. Listen to what he did. Jesus Christ said, watch this now. Why could they not take away the physical stone? Listen to me. For them to take away the physical stone, a physical step, a physical adjustment, the first had to change the way they were thinking. 
Because it's, your action is informed by your belief system. He says this, and he said to them, what did he say to them? He said, Jesus said unto them, said I unto you, if you will believe. So the reason why people don't take away the stone is because of a negative belief system. That's what I'm talking about. He says, if you will believe, you will see the glory of God. He says, you don't see the glory because you come to church. You don't see the glory because you attend harvesters. He says, if you will believe, sir, and the belief is going to show in what you are doing practically, he says, then you will see the glory of God. You want to see the glory of God, believe, sir. Glory to God. I said glory to God. And what happened? They took away the stone. And when they took away the stone, because Jesus was going to speak to Lazarus. The stone is that thing that will hinder the word from Lazarus. The Bible says, just Christ cried with loud voice. It said, Lazarus, come forth. The Bible says, and he that was dead. Watch what he didn't say. See what it says. <laughs> Let's see what it says. And when he had first spoken, he cried. Let, let, let's start from verse 41. And they took away the stone from the place. And the dead was laid there. And Jesus lifted up his eyes towards heaven and said, Father, I thank you because you heard me. This is the way you pray. How do you pray? You don't pray as if God is your enemy. You don't pray as if God is attacking you. You pray with the consciousness that God is good and kind to you. You don't pray as if demons are the ones that are hindering your life. You pray with the consciousness that God you are good. He says, Father, I thank you you've heard me. What did he say? He says, and I knew you hearest me always. Ah, that's how I pray. Father, I thank you because you always hear me. I'm VIP to you. You always hear my prayers. He says, I knew you hear me always. Someone says, but this is Jesus Christ. When I became born again, we became joined to the Father. What Jesus Christ has, I have. Because he took my place. He says, which stood by? He says, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. For if, if I say, Lazarus, come forth. When he said so. You know, it's a tomb, like a cemetery. If he had said, come forth, not only Lazarus will come forth. Oh, all the ones they've been buried 40 years ago, 50 years ago will come forth. Because all of God's word is full of power. He had to specify so that it doesn't cause commotion. Because people's great-grandfather would just get up from the dead. So he was specific. He said, Lazarus, watch this. How did God bring forth the miracle? The words are. 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 He didn't touch him. He spoke the word. What is the spoken word that will bring you out? Have you been able to reverse a word from the place of prayer? What is the word you've heard that pertains to you? He said, Lazarus, come forth. The Bible says, and he that was dead began to what? Because he was bound. He was bound. He was bound. And all of a sudden, Jesus Christ gave another commandment. He said, I produce a miracle. Let's sustain it. He said, the things that bound him, loose him and let him go. Because what causes a problem can be there. You sustain a miracle by doing things that will not bring that problem again. <laughs> Glory to God. So let's enter into the fullness of the message today. Which is this. Once you have, watch this now. Once you have a negative mentality or belief system, you are going to always have negative results. No matter the fact that Jesus is there or Jesus is ministering to you. And that's why if you notice Matthew chapter 13 verse 25, I hope they can turn on the screen quickly. How do we develop negative unbelief system, negative belief systems? How do we develop that? The way we believe that, develop that is that in our subconsciousness. It's when you are playing the most, the things you hear during play, that's why you notice when you're in school, you sit down in the class for eight hours. What they taught in eight hours, don't remember. But the song you were not paying attention to, 
That's the song that entered. Because when you're in your most relaxed state, that's when things you learn. So, when you're playing with your friends, you know, you're hanging out in the lounge, and they say, ah, things are so tough, you're absorbing it. When they say, ah, you know, in Canada nobody sucks, you're absorbing it. They say, hey, you're absorbing it. This is what Matthew, this is what Matthew says, Matthew chapter 13, verse 25. What did he say? He says, when men slept, the enemy came to sow tears. He says, when men were not conscious, when men was by themselves, the enemy came and began to sow tears. This is what the Bible says, 2 Corinthians 13, verse 4. He says, the way God set us free is by pulling down strongholds. What are strongholds? Imaginations. Belief systems are very important. How do I know that? Look at Elijah. The moment Elijah felt he was tired and he couldn't handle it, his ministry ended. The question was this. Elijah said, I'm the only one standing for you. What he said was false because God told him there are 1,000 men. But because that was what he believed, it cost him tiredness. What you believe does not have to be true to make you tired. You feel as if I'm the only one going through the problem. It only makes your problem worse. He says that this is, and guess what? The ministry of Elijah was not completed. How do I know? As soon as he said he was tired, the, the belief that I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I can't go on, led to the end of his ministry. The same thing with Moses. Moses' ministry was not finished. The moment Moses began to say, can I build these people? God said, that's it, I close it off. What am I saying? Whatever you believe, whatever you think is what you're going to have. Once you are negative, you are going to have negative results. You feel negative about your finances, you will have a negative finance. You feel negative about getting married, you will have a negative marriage. You feel negative about a job, you have a negative job. You feel negative about a child, you have a negative child. Whatever you feel negative about is what you experience. It doesn't matter what you pray. In mathematics, minus times anything is what? Minus. Once the negativity is in your mind... Your prayer is minus. Your pr- you will pray positive prayers, your negativity will cancel it. You will fast, negativity will cancel And this is why people don't see results. Because they are believing and it's cancelled by prayer. It's cancelled by the negativity. Alright, let's finish this this morning. Glory to God. Are you getting blessed this morning? All of you online, are you getting blessed? I want to advise you, go back and listen to it. Share with your friends and say, you need to hear this message. Someone says to me, he says, I can't find funding everywhere. It's so difficult to find money here. You have negative about business funding capital. You will not find it. I spoke to a guy. The guy said, oh, I'm working on something. He said, their capital about to raise about $2 billion. I said, my God, people are looking for 100000 Why are some people saying $2 billion? You know, someone says, you know, um, someone says, um, I, I'm doing this thing about $10,000 to help entrepreneurs. And someone sent me a message. And that will not be picked. I said, that's it. You will not be picked. As in, how do you come to that conclusion? But the reason why I said that is a fundamental belief system. That I am someone that is not lucky. I am someone that is not blessed. Things don't, they don't choose me for things like this. Once you feel negative, you will produce negative results. The question is that, how do you feel about your finances? Negative or positive? I say, hallelujah, positive. I'm not talking about church language, sir. In your deep sense of feeling, how do you feel? How do you feel about you living abroad? Negative or positive? Because it's what you believe that will happen to you. Someone say, hallelujah. Someone say, hallelujah. So what you have to do is to what? Roll away the stone. So what is rolling away the stone? Rolling away the stone is to begin to deal with the negative mind pattern that hells us stuff. Let me give you some examples of that. One of them is this. I'm afraid I will fail. Every small thing, I'm afraid of failure. Question. It, it's somewhere in your system. Why can't you start a business? You're afraid you'll fail. Why can't you date? You're afraid you'll fail. You want to do... See, a lot of people go and do IVF. And that's why I tell people that, listen, eh? 
before they start the IVF, the IVF has failed. Because they are already afraid that it will not work for them. A lot of people don't even bother to fast and pray because they say, what difference will it make? People will, will have powerful prayers every morning. You know why you don't? Because you don't even think so. You heard the testimonies. One lady said that all my friends are having testimonies. Ah, my own cannot be different. It's just a thinking. That if God will answer somebody, this is me. You don't understand. God has no favorite. The same access I have is the same access you have. It's the same access anybody has to him. Some other mentality people have. God does not love me because I've sinned so much. So God is my problem. So those are things that Satan used to touch in them. And let me tell you, when Satan wants to destroy somebody's life, it so gives them a suggestion that is negative to affect their belief system. What does it tell them? It tells Eve, God doesn't really like you. You are not equal to him. Do you want to be like him? And Eve, buying that lie, he fell for it. So God say, Satan says to you, who can marry you? How can you do well in this country? How can you be this person? How can you be that person? How can you be this person? You fall for it. So how do you change it? James chapter 3. James chapter 3. I'm hoping that in the future we can, you know, we can cover more. We can cover more. Look at Naaman. Naaman, everyone look at me. Naaman almost missed his miracle because of his thinking. He says, how will I enter into water? Ah, never. He said, when there are better pools, never. If not for people that persuaded him. I hope you belong to a group. I hope you have a cell. I hope you have friends. That when unbelief is in your mind. They can speak sense into your head. Slap sense into you. Naaman almost missed it. Because in his own evaluation. What can this fool do? As he joined next level prayer. He said, well, what will you do for me? Ah, my brother don't talk like that. As soon as he changed his mind. He saw the hand of God. Is that why some people, they say, let's go ahead and give a, a titan offering. They say, I, I don't do all such. And the reason why nobody does something for a bad reason is because to them, it's very good. I saw a post yesterday. I think someone attacked me from today. Ed not. He said, um, why did God create evil when this and this and this? I, want, I will release my post today so that people that don't know things can keep quiet. Who told you God made evil? God did not make evil. God made good but gave man choices. The ability, the ability not to choose good creates evil. The ability not to choose good creates evil. So once God made man a choice, his inability to choose good gave him evil. It's not as if God created it. It's just as if, if I say this is the way to my house, what does that mean? The other places are no way. Did I create it? No way. Praise God. This is my wife. That means no other person is my wife. Yes or no? Huh? So if God says, make good and give you choice, that means no other person is my wife. But don't let's don't let go into that this morning so we can finish. So how do you change? James chapter 3. So a lot of things, someone says, someone says um, single people say, all women are, single men will say, all women are gold diggers. That's the one that you attract them. You are very correct because it's what you believe you become. All girls say, all the men want is sex. You are correct also. That's why all the ones that you have are sex. They want sex. The country is so hard. You are very correct. But me, I like that we're green pastures. Everything is working so well. Everything is exploding. This is the best year so far. It's getting better and better and better and better. My God, what a year to be alive. What a time to be alive. What a season to be alive. Where everything is working out. Praise God. 
Hey, what a time. This is the time of the latter rains. He says, I will give them the latter and the former. And this season, the things I've not seen before, I'm seeing them. So I'll say, that's how pastors talk. That's how they go forward also. James chapter 3. James chapter 3. We want to close. So we see that negative mindset. So what stone do you have to roll away? Is a negative mindset. The negative belief system. Because negative mindset will produce negative actions. Negative experiences. Negative possibilities. Will limit, and it will make you blame other people. When people are negative, everybody's their problem except themselves. Negativity doesn't make you take responsibility. James chapter 3. Very important principle here. So the question is, how do I change this negative thinking? Because how were you born with it? The Bible says, when men slept. So some of you, it's the background. From when you were young, you took some belief from your parents. Because we're also a product of our environment. What you call rich in Nigeria is poor abroad. If you earn five million in Nigeria, you put your hands to the pocket. But let's talk about your income in terms of dollars. That's less than $10,000. In most developed countries, that is lower than minimum wage. The minimum is the poorest of the poorest. So your environment determines what you even call reality. You say it's cold in Nigeria. How can it be cold in Nigeria? In a substance. <laughs> Praise the Lord. James chapter 3. Verse 2. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in words, the word offend there, the Greek word means to stumble. He said, where do you fall? He said, you fall. He says, if any man offend not in words, the same is a perfect man that is able to breathe the body. He says, number two things. If you are able to correct your words, the first thing that will happen is this. You will not stumble. So the reason why you stumble is that you're stumbling your mouth. You stumble first in your speaking before you stumble in life. He, the word offender is the, maybe I would say, the Christian way of explaining. He said you stumble. So you say, it's not working out. If you say it's not working out, it doesn't work out. Did you notice something? When Jesus Christ saw Lazarus, he didn't say he was dead. What he said? He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus kept on saying what he wanted to see, not what he saw. The difference that you keep saying what you see, not what you want to see. And the way faith works, we walk by faith and not by sight. When someone asks me for prayer, I listen to the language. I can't tell if it's inside. Someone say, Pastor, I'm finished. I don't know why God is angry with me. I say, my sister, you want us to pray? Go and listen to one to three messages. Someone say, why? Because I can tell there's no faith in that prayer. Some of you pray a lot. I want to tell you, if you want to increase your prayer level to see results, oh, it's not shouting. Oh. Go to Harvestas TV, YouTube page. Listen to the message. One, just take one message per week or per day. Do it for 30 days. If your prayer doesn't, is not, doesn't get better, write me. Praise the Lord. He says, number one, if you don't stumble in your words, you're not stumbling in life. Meaning that if you raise your words, you will raise your life. That's what it means. The second thing is this. This is the second thing. Which is very powerful. Um, where is it now? Verse what are we now? It says, you are also able to control your body. Okay? So, look at verse 3. We put bite in the horse's mouth that they may obey us and turn it whithersoever. Whithersoever the body. Behold also the sheep 
which though it be so great. He said, the ship is so great. They are driven of fierce winds, yet they attend. Watch this now. They attend about by a small helm. Whithersoever the governor what will let. When the governor says, I want the ship to go right. He said, it's just one small M. He will use the M to turn the ship. What's he talking about? Look at it. He says, even so, it's what? Talk to me, somebody. He said, even so, it's a tongue. He said, the same way there's bite in the mouth of the horses. The same way the staring for the car. He says, when it comes to your life, the direction of your life will follow your mouth. Ah! He says, listen to what he says. He said, the ship is driven by diverse winds. That means there are huge influences, inflation, government policies. Things are happening that are big wind. He said, boy, it doesn't matter what the wind is. He said, was the, was the captain, despite the influences, want to change the ship. He uses the helm and change it. He says, it doesn't matter the wind around you. If you can start talking, you will change the direction of your life. He says, your talking will change the direction of life. You cannot speak death and have life. No. For you to have life, you must speak life, sir. You cannot speak lack and express poverty, um, lack and express abundance. See the next thing. It says, so, the body is a little member and busted great things. See what it says. Behold, how great a matter that a little fire that kindleth. Hey! He says, you know how big ships are? Wings are controlling them. But if you turn it this way, you change everything. He said, the same thing. The same thing. My life is ended for stagnation. I feel stuck. So all of you that feel stuck, the first thing is this. Look at the mindset. The second thing is this. Change your life by what you say. I have things I say every day on my phone. Because that's the way I want my life to be. When you start talking that way, what happens to you? Let's close. Firstly, the Bible says this. It says life and death are in the power of what? Of what? Of the tongue. So every time I'm speaking, I'm releasing life or is it death? So when I say that I cannot have a child, I release death to my womb. My womb will die. When it says nobody will marry me, I kill the potential husbands and send them off. When it says nothing works, I release death into my career. But when I begin to say things are working for me, I've made my first one million dollars. I've made my first five million dollars. As I say it, I release life. Because life and death are in the power. The second thing is this. Did you notice something? Your life follows the direction of your words. Notice it. Your life follows the direction of your word. What you say today is what you have tomorrow. So you say, this country, nobody can do well here. Congratulations, you will never do well. That's why when you listen to the rich and the poor, they talk very differently about the same thing. The rich always says, there are so many opportunities in this place. The poor say, nothing works in this place. Because everybody talks from where they are. The third thing is this. As you speak, when the angel appeared to Daniel, after being delayed for 21 days, what did the angel tell Daniel? He told Daniel this. He said, Daniel, I've come for your speaking. He said, because you kept on saying the same thing. He said, the warfare could be in your favor. So sometimes there's a spiritual warfare to deliver what you want. But because you are saying the wrong thing, you, what, you begin to disengage the angel. Daniel kept saying the right thing. It worked for him. And the last thing which is important is this. This is what speaking does. Maybe two things. As you speak, eh, every image you have in life is on the inside of you. The images come from your words. As you speak, what will happen to you? You will begin to build new images on the inside. New. 
So most of us were born with a negative image in a certain place. It can be, for example, now, if you come from a polygamous home, a dysfunctional home, a single mom, most likely you are not programmed for a successful marriage. The reason why is that you've not seen it modeled. You have an idea. It's not modeled. If you grow up in a country where there's a lot of poverty, most likely you are not programmed for prosperity. You are programmed for poverty because that's what you see. Someone says, really? It's because we all gravitate towards what's familiar. The reason why you think a certain tribe's food is not good is not because it's not good. You're not familiar to it. If we're born in that tribe, you'll love the food. So what you like is what you're exposed to, not what you want. So once you're born in a poverty environment, that's what you like. You don't, without being conscious, you just make decisions that make you poor. You don't have to plan it. You just look at well, they say, these poverty choices. You just, ah, that's let me go for poverty choices. That's why people that want to lose weight, they see food that will make them lose weight. They don't go for that. It's cake, ice cream, and they go for. The reason why is that it's not what they want to do that they will do. They do what they're familiar with. So everybody has an image on the inside. Everybody has what? An image on the inside. So how do you change the image? You, how did the image come? By the words you heard over time. You change the image by speaking new words that alter that image. Israel said this. He said, we were in their sight, we were in our sight, grasshoppers. And they were giants to us. The Bible says, and they became that way. This is what happens. Take note of this. Watch this now, everybody. Can you get this? Um, Pastor, Pastor, please come. Just help me lift up the tray. You need to hold it very well. You might need to, because I'm going to pour a lot. This is how you change. So watch this now. This, this is what happens. Once you have an image on the inside, without planning, you will act according to that image. So if your image is poverty, you just act out of it. That's why sometimes the church you go to determines a lot. Because what you hear, when you go to a church where they always condemn you, pull you down and talk down at you, you will never be strong in life. Because to affect your self-esteem. So this is, this glass... Watch now. This glass is, I need more water than this. This glass is the image on the inside of me. It's black because it's negative. You can take away, so they don't say I said Coke is negative. You can take away the, you know, you can take away the Coke. It's not the Coke that's negative, it's just illustration. This glass is negative. This house and put image are toxic. The image inside, I can't find a good wife. So people are single and they think their marriage will be terrible. Can you imagine? Some people are students and they say, my life will be difficult. To find a job will be difficult. You have not even entered the labor market. How do you know? Because there's image inside. And unfortunately, the image on the inside is what you become. So this image. How do you change it? Because we're talking about how to remove the stone. What do you do? You bring new images. And those images are not what you decide every morning. You take those words and begin to confess. This is what happens. You begin to confess. Begin to, when you begin to confess, what happens? you begin to dilute that image on your inside. It's not as strong as it is. You keep confessing. So, this is the reason why people don't say they don't see change. Because the change is on the inside. But this is what, why you don't see the change on the inside is because there are things going on the inside just preparing for a miracle. You begin to talk about it. Then you talk. Then you begin to 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 talk. You begin to talk. You begin to talk. You begin to talk. Ah, you've spoken. You've spoken, but nothing has changed. Because you can still see the contamination there. What do you do? You begin to talk. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, 
Look at this. Look at this. This was formerly filled with black substance. Can you see the black substance still? Can you see it inside? It still has some tint, right? If I keep pouring the water right now, there will be nothing in it again. Thank you, man. What am I teaching you? This is what I'm teaching you. The image on the inside is negative. How do you change it? By speaking words. Because words form images. You overwhelm the inside with words. It's not a thing of one week. You do it consistently. It gets to a point that image is totally shattered. All of a sudden, you see yourself having brand new thoughts, new paradigm, new way, and that's it. Break trust. Can we pray? Can we pray? So this today, you're going to say that this is the step. Where am I negative? All of you that came, let go back. I say, this message is very powerful. Go back, inform your friends. Go back and watch it on YouTube and IG. I say, where is the, ro- where is the thing that's holding back? Because as long as the image is negative, your prayer will be ham- hindered. As long as the image is negative, Jesus cannot speak to Lazarus. You go back. And once you do that, you begin to speak. And it's discipline. You speak in the morning because how did you think that you were not beautiful? They told you all your life and you fell for it. How do you think that you were not intelligent? They told you your life, you fell for it. How do you think life is hard? They told you your life. You begin to speak new things and it changes for you forever. Are you ready, somebody? All right. Let's stand up and pray. Father, my prayer for everyone here is this. They will identify. They will identify the negatives and they will know what to do to roll away that stone so that the word of Jesus Christ can have dead every stock dead situation in their lives in Jesus mighty name that amen is weak, amen God bless you, you can have your seat this morning we're going to receive our titan offerings all of you watching online or watching